Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 107. We are a pop culture show that talks about pop culture things. And sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Andrea. How is it going? Very, very good. How about yourself, John? Good. Very good. You know, you're looking like um, uh, Jennifer Walters tonight. I think if that's, I'm getting her name right. It's like there particularly there's a skin in Fortnite of particular version of her. You sure. kind of have that look going. All right. Well, go just me. Have a blazer on. Ah, oh, so. shoot. I have one. Why didn't I put it on? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Marvel things uh, per usual later in the show. It's a, we have a, a flurry of trailers and teasers for upcoming movies and television shows in the uh, this year and in next year so if you like watching trailers head out there and watch some of the trailers um, we'll be breaking down what we think what we're excited for and not excited for no big spoilery uh, discussion tonight so just hang out um, with us and um, you'll be safe before we get to our weeks and the news though drinks drink holidays Woohoo! Drinks. Wasted Wednesday, if you subscribe to that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a couple of holidays that happened uh, since we've last uh, been on the podcast. Um, on May 17th, it was Pinot Grigio Day. So if you're a white wine fan, raise a glass to that day. Uh, I am celebrating a, a holiday that happened earlier in the week, probably to nobody's surprise. May 21st is World Whiskey Day, so cheers. Got my whiskey glass going on, uh, raising the glass to that. Thank you. And then more recently, the day following, May 22nd, it was Paloma Day, which I just learned about what kind of cocktail that is, and it sounds delicious. I will be trying on a more summery day. It's very like winter, rainy, cold, sad in Minnesota right now, so... I don't. I didn't feel like it went well with like a, you know, crisp grapefruit forward margarita kind of type drink. So, yeah, I was just uh, before the show looking at the drinks to see if I could uh, follow along with any, and um, I said Paloma. I was reading it to Ashley, and she's like, "Yeah, it's kind of the new her new go to drink right now. Like mm-hmm. they've been showing up in more places, and yeah, it's just really refreshing." You know, if you don't yeah. feel like a real, you know, heavy cocktail. Yeah. Heavy mm-hmm. cocktails, not something super sweet. It's just really nice mm-hmm. and refreshing. So big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, the last time Chris and I went to Alamo, I saw that that was new on the menu and, and was kind of mm. like this close to trying it. Yeah. Um, and, and one of like the movie specialty drinks caught my eye instead, but I think I'll okay. give it a go next time. Yeah. I wonder what the, you know, the impetus for extra Paloma cocktails showing up on menus now, you know, to my mind, it's like, is it, is it literally because of the bond girl, you know, that a few places, her name is Paloma, but I think it was started before that. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that there's kind of like trendy drinks that go in waves Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've I've long since given up trying to to predict what the next like big thing will be. But yeah, this is this is kind of what it seems like right now. 
I feel yeah. like, you know, maybe as we kind of emerge back out, we're ready for something summery, but not too sweet. And somebody was just like, let's, you know, throw it back old school. Let's bring the Paloma back. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's just I happening feel- in the Midwest. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say I don't I don't know what's happening in in other places, but I feel is actually very appropriate after kind of the Midwestern obsession over the past few years with like sour beers, like fruity mm. sour beers. This kind of feels like Yeah. fruity sour cocktail. I mean not totally sour, but you know, yeah. not sweet by any yeah. means. So this right. feels like kind of maybe a natural progression. That could be. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it- it's just interesting how it happens. You know, it's, for yes. the longest time, all of a sudden, Moscow mules came. Mules everywhere. Yes. And then yes. there's a mule. Different variations. Mule, mule, and yeah, yeah. All the, yeah, all Mexican the mule, mule, yeah. <laughs> all the things. And um, yeah, it's just interesting. You know, it's big alcohol just comes out and decides, you know, what's, what everybody's going to serve. Or big just, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like, it's some, you know, influencer. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or it's it, you know. Probably some sort of combo of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am also celebrating World Whiskey Day because I don't have Ooh. grapefruit juice on hand. So cheers. Um, yeah, cheers. I had that uh good Japanese whiskey last mm. week. Mm-hmm. Um so whiskey twice in a row here. Um this one has some meaning though. It's not a it's a this is kind of our go-to whiskey. It's uh Angel's Envy. So it's uh, mm. nothing, nothing different here, but it's delicious. And I chose it because it's the only bourbon we have right now. And mm. we just finished planting corn. So in honor sure. of, uh, of our corn getting in the sure. ground bourbon. So, well, congrats. Yeah. On Thanks. The planting. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Drinks out of the way. Hope you all at home are enjoying something good. Um, but speaking of something good, Andrea, your week, was it a good one? It has been so, yes. Um, <laughs> it, it was kind of a little bit up and down, um, because I was racing in my typical Andrea fashion. I put, put off a few tasks for last minute things, so I was racing to get them done, um, but I did. I I've submitted um, a version of a journal article that I'm hoping to get published early next year. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Um, like I said, I did. <laughs> I left it a little bit to finish until the last minute. So there were there were a few late nights uh, for me, but I got them. I got the article done. I made it through those nights, um, and my reward which was uh, a fun experience despite uh, my initial reservations was uh, I went out um, and helped Chris chaperone his school's prom. So that's your reward. Did you say it was, it was very fun. Um, I went out on a riverboat in Stillwater and like Saturday night was actually beautiful. It was, you know, kind of a, a low 60 degrees, little wind, the sun was not like shining brightly, but it was like a beautiful sunset on the river. The river yeah. was flooded. So, you know, we just kind of got to go to different areas that normally you wouldn't exactly be able to get to. Oh. So, yeah, it was kind of fun. Um, 
you know, the, uh, <laughs> the DJ was one of the teachers at Chris's school. And while he played some new stuff for the kids, he played a lot of, uh, like nineties throwback jams, which I and the other, uh, fellow chaperones appreciated greatly. So we ended up having a lot of fun. Like the kids made us like get out there and dance. Not Chris, get out there. Heaven forbid. (laughs) (laughs) But I got out there. Um, So that that ended up being a lot of fun. And then we went to uh, um, the uh, Tiki Bar that's in Stillwater for a drink afterwards and had had an excellent blood orange mezcal margarita. So that was was a fun time. Tiki Bar. Yeah, that? I, I forget what it's called, um, but it's like right on the main strip there. Um, it's kind of like tucked in, like when you first hit the town of Stillwater, there's like three buildings and right past the first cross street, I think, which mm-hmm. is Nelson, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, it's just to the left on the on the main strip there, and it's kind of like tucked into a courtyard. I can't remember okay. like the full name of it right off the top of my head. Here's oh, the Tilted to... Tiki. That's it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, this logo looks right. I just don't know why. Because Ashley and I went to Stillwater for Valentine's. And so sure. that stuff wasn't necessarily open. It was a little colder and stuff like that. But I just don't sure. remember it because we were right down there. But yeah, Stillwater's fun. Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, I hadn't been to this place before. Um, this poor, poor bartender was working solo this place which was absolutely packed and then a wedding party came in mm. like bride in full regalia and you know the, the all the works um and oh my gosh this this why poor guy you, just looked he was about to drop why are you bringing I, minors to a bar andrea <laughs> yes i escorted the whole boat <laughs> <laughs> to this bar uh no oh, chaperones no. only although yeah. although we did also, so there was like, so we were kind of on like a um, medium-sized paddle boat mm-hmm. um, that accommodated like the the 60 or so people that were at this prom. We set off next to like this four-deck mega yacht, expensive luxury cruise liner thing. And we're like, ooh, I wonder what's on there. And we got back um, and we docked and they, they docked a little bit after us, but we were, we were kind of hanging out. Um, near the the boat rental place and we saw that they uh the group who had booked this ship was just called adult prom so uh, it was like it was like a, a i swear to god uh, there at least had to have been like three to four hundred people that's and, kind of a fun uh, idea yeah it was awesome um yeah. so they had like i said they had four decks two of them were dance floors one of them was inside and one of them on the top was you know open air so we could actually hear the dj as he was like you know kind of choosing yeah. music and talking to people and we uh we saw them pull up and they seem to be having an awesome time set it up andrea this august seriously Very i'm dumb. ready this looks <laughs> so cool uh and i will i will definitely track down whatever dj they hired because he was fantastic the little that i heard so well, it's funny you mentioned the like 90s music and stuff of like that. I feel mm-hmm. like being the fashion is kind of back. Some of the music yeah. seems to be too. I've just experienced yeah. that from Luke's students as well, like getting some odd 
references in music that they you wouldn't think. No, they know the words. It is crazy. <laughs> like stuff that I just did not expect them to get. I was like, mm-hmm. they love it. All yeah, night long, like- they were they were requesting like Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls. They knew all the words. Wow. They can, uh, they, I mean, this isn't 90s. This is definitely like 2000s. But like all sure. of the students were like, play that hotel room song by Pitbull. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, uh, where am I right now? My own prom? Like, we, This is the time for us, to, like one last shot time period for us to go back to the clubs, I guess. Right? That's right. That's right. It was all just like a big throwback. And it'll, you know. It was. I was like out on that dance floor like, man, I'm really at home. This should not be happening. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. So, yeah, yeah cool. it was a, it was a good time. So, yeah, that was like I said, that was my reward for getting that done. Um and then I uh, I had a busy work week, but I am officially off the clock because I will be going on vacation for the long holiday weekend. So, I am very excited about that as well. Yeah. So, got uh got the sitter lined up for the the babe? No, she's coming Bring with. Her with. Oh. Bringing her with. Yep. Right. She's uh she's going on baby's first plane ride. Wow. Um, and it feel it feels honestly like we're moving our entire house onto this plane to yeah. go to Texas for a few days. Yeah. I feel like that's got to be Yeah, it's going to be stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Best so, of luck. Thank you. Early. Thank mm-hmm. you. I uh I definitely partially took tomorrow off literally just to pack yeah. because there's so much stuff that has to be wrangled. So Yeah. We've had some fortuitous runs of, of events here because like I haven't been able to make it for the podcast and mm-hmm. I knew you were taking off. So it's like, hey, if we can squeeze one in here quick. That's right. That's right. This is out. perfect. Perfect midweek. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, you know, squeezing stuff in, I did manage around my busy schedule to watch a few things. Um, nothing crazy. I mean, I obviously had to sit down and spend, you know, some significant time watching all the trailers we are going to discuss because everybody is putting out a trailer these days. Yeah. Um, But I got the chance to finish up the CBS series Ghost. Again, can't recommend it enough. It is hilarious, well acted, amazing ensemble comedy. Nice. Check it out. The first season just wrapped um, and they are doing a season two. So definitely do it. Um, I got to start a show that a bunch of people have been telling me specifically to watch, uh, which is the Gilded Age on HBO Max. Um, and it's, uh, Victorian era set in New York city, um, kind of following the rise of, uh, the Vanderbilt family. Um, they're, they're renamed the Russells in this particular uh, adaptation. They're not like using direct names, but it's kind of like the same story. Um, so that is particularly good. I'm only a couple of episodes in, um, but I, I like it a lot so far. Again, okay. a pretty, pretty stellar cast. Is it, I mean, this is not really about anything specific. It's like just no kind of it's, woman and her family's life in the time period yeah it's very like just kind of like slice of life drama um it's a little bit like american downton abbey in the you know wealthy elite upstairs kind of servant story downstairs um 
So you're kind of capitalizing on that like recent-ish historical drama, you know, upper right. class, lower class, what are their stories, how do they mingle, you know. Um it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd miss the English accents. But, uh, yeah, half, I do. Half the reason, right? I do. Um it is I will no offense to anyone out there, you know, if you really love this show, I do not think it's quite up to par with Downton Abbey, especially in Downton Abbey's like first couple of seasons where it was like really powerfully written. Um, but this is very solid. Okay. And and it's kind of fun to see, you know, like what would be the American version. And maybe and, it'll grow. Yeah. 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 There's yeah, there's definitely room to grow. And I've seen the first three episodes, you know, who who knows where the rest of the season might take me. Sure. So nice. But yeah, I mean I I I would say it's it's a very solid show. So check it out if you're interested. Um uh a show that is not like critically solid, but definitely solid in my heart, uh, is a little movie that I watched um over the past week because we were talking about the Renaissance Festival and making a lot of plans to go and I'm so excited to be back because I've missed it now for two years and I just like ugh, could cry inside I miss it so much um but I've, a tradition before Renfest every year is to watch this movie um it's called All's Fair in Love and it stars Christina Ricci Matthew Lillard Benjamin Owen uh Anne Margaret Cedric the Entertainer like kind of a lot, a, okay. lot, a lot of weirdly big Mish names Mash. for such like a yeah. B-list movie. Um, and it's about, um, uh, it's about a re- like an experience at a Renaissance festival. Like this high, this college football player um, is failing his English class because he doesn't show up because he's just like you know I'm, I'm a dumb jock and I'm leaning into the stereotype. And his English professor is like, well, if you want to pass my class and play football next year. I'm not teaching summer school, but I'm going to be at the Renaissance Fair. So go and work there and learn about the culture. And maybe I'll, you know, if you survive, I'll let you pass my class. So football player goes, meets a bunch of people, has a wonderful time, learns, grows. It's amazing. I love it. It's it's the script is like all over the place, but somehow like the cast through sheer force of will makes it work and makes it really funny. Cool. I, I have to say, I don't feel like that would get me pumped to go to the Ren Fest though. I mean, maybe it, I'm wrong. I, like, you, you would be wrong on the surface. Like <laughs> I seriously on the surface, I was like, this is going to be really dumb, but I'm going to watch it because like Ren Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I discovered it, I think maybe like six, seven years ago. So it's been a while okay. now. Um, and I watched it. And like I said, the performances really just like, anchor this baby they're they're Mm -hmm. the actors are too funny for the script they're just amazing one in particular uh chris wilde plays the villain and he oh god he just steals the entire movie he is amazing his mannerisms his commitment his over commitment to it is oh like chef's kiss perfect I see. I I watch The Northman, and then I immediately want to shave my head, grow a beard, and throw axes. So then I'm, you know, then I'm well, ready to go. That's very fast. appropriate for this year, as yeah, we're no, right? as we're planning our Viking theme. 
Um, yeah, no, this is very like, you know, traditional Renaissance festival and like, you know, garb. Um, but you know, they do, they do actually, they film parts of it at, I think three different fairs. And I believe Minnesota is one of the fairs. Cause okay. I remember, I remember watching some of it and being like, dang, I think I know right, that that's scenery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they do film part of it at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. So there's, there's a fun little, like, you know, home mm-hmm. state tie. Yeah. I'm always trying to decide like how committed I want to be to different things. Like, especially if I'm going to conventions or mm-hmm. if it's Halloween or Renfest, there's just these certain things. It's like, do I want to start growing hair now? Or like, am I preparing for what, you know, and how, because yep. I should be growing my beard right now then, I guess. Like I need to just Chris is growing shave. his hair. I'm growing my hair. Uh, see, I, I just got mine cut. So like, I just, you know. So but. I haven't gotten mine cut in over a year, um, but I did just nice. get it like, just like a teeny bit, you know, trimmed. Yeah. Because it was, it was what getting ends. a little bit out of control, but it is crazy long right now. You can't see because obviously it's up, but. Maybe I'll do the stereotypical shaved head side thing with it, and it'll be long enough on top for them. And, but then, yeah, I got to start growing the beard now. You do. You do. <clears throat> I, I just always <laughs> think it's how many other people let their looks be dictated by the cons and, and conventions, the conventions they're going to, you know? So Chris is all yeah. in, man. I mean, <laughs> he's kind of cheating because, you know, summertime, he doesn't have to be in front of his students, but. Sure. Sure. Well, that sounds, yeah, that's some fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It is All's Fair and the Love, just the thing you have, uh, you've purchased, or is it on like streaming service? It is now on a streaming service. So I, when I first saw it years ago, um, I shared it with Dana, of course. Um, and she like instantly fell in love with it as much as I did. So for her birthday that same year, I I got her the DVD. I tracked it down and bought it mm. for her because um, where I can't remember where I found it, but it was gone immediately. And now I just found out it is re-added to Amazon Prime. Okay. So it is found on Amazon Prime Video. If anybody would love to see it, like I said. Do not do not go in expecting cinematic excellence, but you shall be entertained. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> nice. And if uh, there is um, anyone in the audience that likes Renfests, mm-hmm. send us your pictures dressed yes. up in costume and stuff. Yes, be fun. we so. will certainly share ours. Yeah. Um, well, my week has been like I managed to get quite a few things in. Uh, mm-hmm. despite basically being at, at work because some of them have had a couple weather breaks or something here and there. So mm-hmm. Spy Family over the last couple weeks, episodes six and seven, still watching that. Still good. Um, it's hard to wait every week for a new episode, but sure. it's worth it. Um, a couple of manhwas I'm reading, Aza and King of the East, still going and current on though i guess aza i am current to what's free i'm not sure. paying paying for extra of those but um hell's paradise for a little more of that that's a manga that's been really good that recently we found out they're going to be making a anime of as well oh cool 
Um, just watched the new Ricky Gervais special on Netflix. I saw that bopping around on Twitter and didn't know it was a thing at first. So just watched that. He's funny as always. And um, maybe miss the English accent again. I just like, <laughs> I, I was thinking then, I was like, God, I, well, I got to watch more English stuff. Yep. It's just fun. So um, then some of the the trial again, getting a little burnt out. <laughs> so it's not as much same um, so long and then uh basically every day i usually like get up go to work and then i'm essentially listening to music or radio all day so got in the new um black keys album Ooh, how's and, that? Um, very good it's awesome. really good i awesome. listened to a couple interviews they did they're nice guys and i've just they've had such consistent work for a long time right so. yeah I'll, t- I'll give it a listen. I really like the Black Keys. And then I come home at night, I try to watch a few fights before bed. So I so it's been watching UFC, just started uh, UFC 240, 274, I think it is, because it's finally available for for free or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, as I was saying before, with the weather stuff, kind of um, working out, like to do this and stuff now before you trip. We were in the field the other week, and. Um, Last week after our after our last episode and going steady, but I'd been scheduled and had paid and was ready to do my next belt test for Taekwondo. Okay. But I just didn't know if I'd be able to make it or if sure. I had to do it later. I missed the, you know, the class on Tuesday, which would be the class before the test. And I just like most likely I'll be in the field. But just so happened to rain just enough that I was able to go to my test. And I was I was pretty under the weather, pretty under the weather in the field, like uh, get whatever mm-hmm. out there. And um, but it's like, all right, I'll be heavily medicated and I'll go in and take my test. And <laughs> whatever uh, happens, happens. <laughs> yeah, it took it felt like it took me a while to, like, get rid of the fog in my brain. Sure. You know, I was supposed to count, do some counting in Korean and some of that. And it was just like frozen, you know, just like whatever. So e- anyways, I ended up I did end up passing. So I got my next belt. Awesome. Now. So, Congrats. Thanks. I'm I'm on onto the blue belt is what I currently have. So nice. Yeah. Good for you. So, yeah. And then it's a it's a it's a weight off my shoulders because mm-hmm. now uh, I can just focus on not that, you know, focus on work right. and stuff and not have to worry about that. So, right. So, yeah, awesome. it's been, it's been busy, but it's been working out. So my hand is slowly recovering. It's still like kind of swollen and stuff, but yeah, I was going to comment on that earlier. It's, it's getting Holy. better. It's, there's more definition. So to the, my knuckles and I got weird, like the board breaks, like, something splintered and hit it here funny i don't know but either way it still functions so and you uh your skin tone kind of lends itself to you maybe making a guest appearance on she hulk my skin tone yeah on your hand it's man green? oh really yeah it's showing up real green oh weird that's weird okay yeah like between your knuckles there, kind of like the okay. this area of your hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, 
we can uh, we can lead right into that. We can talk about uh, the She-Hulk trailer then. Um, we've got, as we mentioned before, a lot of trailers to talk about. So we'll just talk about the yeah. shows and movies that are coming up. There's a few uh, from Marvel. Mm-hmm. Got four, I think, here. So we talk about those. She-Hulk. Um, we got barely just a little snippet of it uh, a while ago. And like nothing since really. So right. this is the real trailer. Um, what'd you think of it? I have very mixed emotions about this trailer. Okay. I absolutely loved the She-Hulk cartoon growing up. It was okay. one of my one of my favorites. I mean, right up there, just, you know, a little behind X-Men. Wow. Yeah. yeah, like I, I really, really loved it. And for some reason, this trailer just always felt like close, but not there for me. Like, it, okay. like it just, it just fell a little bit flat. Um, and honestly, it really didn't have anything to do with, um, the actress. It didn't have anything to do. You know, kind of like, I mean, I loved the fact that like Mark Ruffalo is going to be in there. So they're not like, you know, totally separating the worlds of like the TV and movies. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're yeah. going to have him kind of be in there a little bit and acknowledge that relationship. Um, it really had to do with like. She Hulk herself. She just okay. didn't quite fit with what I remembered from the cartoon. Let me see what look they had for the cartoon. Cause I don't really remember watching the She-Hulk cartoon. Oh, I did. I did all the time. It, yeah. I mean, it didn't have like the longest run. I could not tell you. Um, She-Hulk animated universe. Okay. Hmm. 1996. Yeah. Remember this. Okay. So yeah, that's um yeah, what's what yeah, what is it that's makes I, it feel different to you? You think I feel like I feel like she's not green enough. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like there just was something like a it's little definitely different levels of green, yeah. Yeah, and I mean I, I you know, I don't want her to be ridiculous. I get that like it's a very hard thing to do on screen to make somebody look green and not silly. Like right. you know, you don't you don't want them to look uh absolutely ridiculous. But I don't know, I just felt like there there just wasn't enough I don't know. Transformation maybe? Okay. There were there were some moments when it just she didn't really seem different and i know like she hulk that's kind of the point like there's like bruce banner just like completely sort of like rages out into the hulk and it's so different um whereas like she hulk the premise was always a little bit different like she could control it she was still kind of herself right when she was she hulk but i don't know there there were moments when like the green was so pale i just sort of felt like i'm just looking at like i don't know a bit taller of a person 
Like the okay. maybe it was like the muscles weren't as defined, the green wasn't as defined, so everything just seemed like a little bit diminished. So I was a little okay. disappointed in the look. I'm not disappointed in what I think like the action is and what I think the storyline is gonna be. I'm not disappointed in the acting, the brief bits I got to see from the trailer. It's just the look for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I well, so on that topic of of the look, uh, there's a lot of people complaining about the CGI. How did yeah. you feel about the CG that we saw? Uneven, very uneven, like fine in some points. And then there's, you know, kind of a, a image that I'm looking at right now where she, you know, she Hulk is dressed up in like a, a power suit and she's like kind of, you know, looking like half attorney, half She Hulk. Mm-hmm. And you really can't tell it's uh, Tatiana Maslany's face. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's just very, like, generic, undefined features. Okay. And it almost looks like an entirely different person. I thought, you know, uh, some of the people I follow, I thought it was maybe a little unfair to be as critical of the CGI right now, because it's not... I agree with you saying uneven, but it doesn't strike me as terrible. Plus, it's not out yet. I assume they're going to be working on it yet and polishing CG and effects and stuff basically yeah. up until launch. Um, so I don't know. And and as terms of like muscles, I, as, I have to assume that they'll do like make a bigger deal of transformation at some point so we can see the bigger difference. And it kind of makes sense too, to have like the actress, I think she's pretty small. And so like, it'll be a big difference. And then I also hopefully will see her. It's kind of like I reminded of Ghost in the Shell. You know, mm-hmm. Major Motoko doesn't exactly look super swole all the time. But then there's right. a scene at the end where she's like ripping the lid off the tank and stuff. And they can just see everything flexing. And, and so I, I hope there's some scenes like that to really like emphasize like the muscular nature of her and stuff. So, yeah, me too. Um, and I'm not I'm not writing this off. From the get go, I'm definitely in to see this because, you know, I I did have such love for the She-Hulk cartoon. I'd really love to see the series be great, um, and I I would never just write it off without giving it a shot. But like I said, the the trailer just kind of felt uneven to me, and just a, a little bit of a letdown. I didn't quite get that like, oh my god, it's She-Hulk! Like she transformed. It's amazing. You know, I just didn't sure. quite reach that level of energy. Yeah, I mean, I liked her. I, I am in generally, I'm pretty good with the look. I'm. I think that they went with a, a version from the comic book that's pretty decent. They have a suit that's kind of inspired by one of the comic book looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and it also, this is a show that looks like it's going to have some humor, which makes yeah. sense for this one. You it know, absolutely as does. Like, She-Hulk is very funny. Yeah, as opposed to every other show that just it just tacked on because this one I feel like it makes more sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see because allegedly this is going to be a very like a procedural court drama kind of thing. Right. So each episode's a new case. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that flows and and ends up turning out. But yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not excited. excited. 
Oh, <laughs> that was <Go> hilarious. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm not excited. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited for the show overall. Um, yeah, I just I just didn't feel like maybe Disney did itself a lot of favors in this trailer. Sure. I'm I was to say I'm not particularly excited about anything Marvel until they like prove themselves, you know, prove it. And then maybe I'll and I really just want to see Daredevil in here. So I'm hoping they do this She-Hulk justice and then we have Daredevil in there. somewhere. have a little sneaky peek. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. So. um, Yeah, She-Hulk. Speaking of Daredevil, we don't have a trailer for this, but there was basically confirmation, I think, mm-hmm. via Variety or something even that um, yep. the new Daredevil season is in production. So we don't know anything about it other than the people that have essentially almost no credits to their name writing it and then that it's happening. So yes. we don't know if it's kind of a soft reboot or if it's going to completely reboot or how they're going to handle any of that stuff. Yeah. We don't even know who's officially attached other than uh, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, did they mention Vincent? I mean, we know Vincent is in the MCU, but okay. Yes, they, they did. uh, I think it was, they, they pointed to his uh, appearance um, and then said that he had, tentatively agreed so i'm 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 running with it for now until somebody okay. says like just kidding he backed out well i'm see to me echo should be where we really see kingpin and then daredevil will drop in there at some point and then in the daredevil show i would hope to not have more kingpin that would be my hope i follow that i i mean i think it would make more sense for him to appear in in echo i totally agree with that i'm not completely opposed to him appearing in daredevil i just don't think he needs to be a main sure sure have you have you finished daredevil season three no i haven't finished season three i'm in season three okay all right yeah don't tell um, don't tell me things no no (laughs) yeah i just um it, Daredevil has other villains, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, want to see him. So, we can... yeah, like I said, I I don't need him to be like our main antagonist again. But mm-hmm. you know, just for like old times' sake, it'd be nice if he dropped in there. Yeah, a little something. Sure. Um, other Marvel things coming much sooner. The mm-hmm. next thing I think is uh, um, Ms. Marvel. Yes. So we have a new trailer for that. Little added stuff. June 8th release on that. I have no interest in this show. Sure. For starters, because um I always thought that this particular Ms. Marvel character was kind of a ripoff. And then on top of that, it feels like they think that too, because they change your powers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so and then and then this trailer And opens then they sort up of with, like tongue in cheek make fun of like her copycatting. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I don't know. It, copycatting. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all confusing. You know, I guess uh, what am I going to do? I, I can complain all day. Like the, the choice they have for 
the versions of Ms. Marvel and, and uh, Captain Marvel they went with and stuff. But um, I, I see where I come from often. It's often I'm just seeing reasons that they could have mutants involved and then choose to once again not over and over again. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, this this doesn't quite hit my sore spot like WandaVision, um, which is hilarious because that's my favorite show of the Disney, you know, plus offerings, even though it hurt me so. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel what you're feeling for sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And then the trailer opens up with this line. Like a good person isn't what you are. It's what you do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if you do something good and like you net are net positive, aren't you then a good person? I just didn't think that that line is actually as deep as it was meant to be. Sure. It was truthful. There, are, there yeah. are a lot of, I feel like movies and shows. Um, it's, it's not a particular Marvel problem, but it's kind of pronounced sometimes because there's like the very tropey, like older person giving young emerging superhero advice. Um, but there are a, a lot of shows that I feel like have that problem that they think they're like dispensing some like deep wisdom, and it's always like set up to be, you know, like a moment of like. But sometimes it's it works. It's like sometimes how many times do people say the Batman Begins line, you know? Yes, it's some the, sometimes it does, but like mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Like maybe not every superhero needs like that like mm-hmm. thing, that like mantra, credo that they get from like their old wise mentor. They maybe just need to look into like some Sun Tzu or something like that as opposed right. to coming up with their own thing. Stick right. with something that works. Stick with a classic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But anyways, June 8th for that one. Um, Coming up quick. On the movie side of things, Thor Love and Thunder in July. Mm-hmm. So yes. we had like basically no word from this movie. Then we got a trailer and now we got another one. Yes. So yes. It's starting to. Pretty extensive trailer. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we're we're not only kind of following the the rehabilitation of Thor, from his state in Endgame, um, but you know we're introduced to Jane Foster as Thor, um, and we're introduced to for the first time we get a first look at Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Right. Mm-hmm. He is not what I expected. I don't know that I'm disappointed, but I had a picture in my head, and it was not this. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he looks cool. He looks he does creepy. Look cool and creepy, I but don't like know God why Butcher? They, Yeah, I don't know why they went away from what the comics had. Uh it's pretty cool looking too. Yeah. So you know, I, just, I think some people are theorizing maybe it'll be a, like a transformation that kind of changes the way he looks more, but I I kind of hope so. I mean, you know, if they're holding back, good on them because, you know, then we can get a little surprise in the movie because it is fun to still go to the movie and be like, oh, big reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I was sort of, you know, when you hear God Butcher, you just sort of think like meaty, huge, you know, there's, there's just yeah, more that- to him. Mm-hmm. 
then like kind of like a I don't know like a skinny Buddhist monk or something like that's sort of what he made me think of like he's all like shaved head like toga robe something Mm -hmm. you know I don't know it just didn't quite land see but Andrea, you've watched anime. You know how this goes, at least from the East per- Eastern perspective. The giant hulking person that like represents the Westerner is strong for all the normal people and scary. But the real villain, the head honcho, is quiet and thin and small. But like, and they're I don't know. fast and they like, you know, like. It's... Doesn't God Butcher then seem like an ironic name? Well, it's but that's what you know, it's, it's this. It's the scary thing. It's not aligning in your head. It's like why children in movies sure. when they make them horror things are scary because that's true. Of course, the child's not scary, but when they come with black, they bite into your jugular. They're now extra scary because they were sure. innocent children. So this is sure. like a feeble, yeah, monkish kind of guy. Like you say, the idea like this guy's not killing gods. What are you talking about? And then. Whoa, damn, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, he's just. So I, I like that kind of thing. I understand what you're saying, but I, I, I like that, that I've always subscribed to that sort of sure. uh, character. And maybe it's, maybe it's the English major in me getting kind of hung up on like the etymology of the name. Um, Cause I feel like, but I feel like butcher is just so specific. I feel like if it was like the God annihilator, I wouldn't be having this like disconnect in my head Mm because annihilator just doesn't really i mean it's it's more generic on a level that i would be sort of like sure yeah like he can annihilate anybody he wants to it just like butcher just makes me think of you know bulk so yep alan perhaps you're right perhaps there's a transformation of alan uh, he shared some photos i see you should you should like take off your headphones for a second because I want to talk about some stuff that I would think you might not want to hear from the trailer. Mm. It's not spoilers for anyone that's heard the or seen the trailer, but yes. Um. So. Oh yeah, that's cool. what do you think of incorporating other gods now, other mythologies other gods. gods? Because obviously, so God Butcher makes sense. We'd see more than one god. Sure. But yeah. We have like Zeus in here. You know, I mean, we're getting, you know, are we going to bring in the Egyptian gods too? Maybe, you know, like where are the, where, sure. how is this going to work? I mean, sure. normally in a mythology, you don't just say, well, all the different mythologies are right too. They all, all their gods also exist. Sure. You know? It's like your mythology is the one. So we have Odin, you know, sure. is, the, is here, not Zeus. Sure. Um, it's so it's I feel like it would be very hard to wrap my brain around to be like, why don't we have just like this one mythology if we didn't already have these like creeping outer like um, different mythologies kind of colliding in like a very Americana Western superhero, you know, Captain America with. Thor and his very like, let me tell you about like the nine realms and the tree that, you know, connects all the realms and like, okay, well, that's very different than like Western centric, you know, religion and and ideology. 
versus like, we're going to bring in Dr. Strange, you know, with the ancient one being like, nope, nope, there's like multiple streams of consciousness, time, universe, matter, you know what I mean? So there's mm-hmm. already like that kind of like baby stepping into other trains of thought and other um, like expressions of of ideology and religion. So that that helps me in that way, I think, set a platform for like there can be other gods. But I think what also helps is um, I was very, very much into – when I was middle schoolish age, I believe, um, a book series called Everworld, okay. which was a parallel dimension to ours. Um, and only these like kind of couple of kids could access it. But it was literally a world of all mythologies. Hmm. And they each had their own realms, but they all lived together and like interacted and interchanged and like you could be in different mythology realms at different times and all mythology. It, I mean, it was chaos all the time, but the book series was so, so cool. I really loved it. But there, but there was this idea that like all mythologies, all religions are correct and all of these gods exist and they have to coexist with each other. Okay. So I know that's like very niche, of me to like think of but mm-hmm. it just sort of like kind of already set me up for like yeah i'm not i'm not bothered by this as long as i do it well sure i think i just feel like everything is getting too messy it's getting really kind of messy i mean we have multiple we have the tva and the multiple uh streams of time and everything in that yeah then we have the multiverse of madness elements, so that uh, that stuff. Then we've got different religions, gods now, different mythologies all coming in. Then we've sure. got the Eternals in this one place, and and then the the religion and like you say in the world of Shang Chi, it's just nothing feels unified or tied mm-hmm. together. And I I feel like I don't know, maybe it's fitting that the American comic book industry, the part of their thing has been, it's so complicated. So where do you, where do you start? What has happened? What storyline, what volume of this book are you on? Because there might be four different daredevil number 12s because there's, they keep restarting or whatever, you know, it's just, and it's just always a lot. Like you don't know. And then there's crossover events and, and it to the detriment of, of that industry, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I'm. I feel like we're missing that on this now. We're, we're getting into that that messiness. You know, we were talking before about not seeing a through line or a direction, yeah. or you know, the whole MCU seems rudderless. Yes. And there's so many things out there, but nothing seems to be leading to anything. You know, and I'm sure there is. There are things that will lead to something, but. Mm-hmm we're not getting any progress on anything. Yeah. I, um, so for this particular movie, the messiness, like I said, doesn't bother me because I've already Mm -hmm. sort of like bought into multiple mythologies can exist, can coexist. And I'm sort of like in that space and that's fine for me. But I agree with you 
that we are getting in a very messy place and it only seems messier due to Marvel's previous tight ship, very organized, very planned, you know, like universe, phase one universe that they created. Everything was like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And even if we didn't like go in the exact one, two, three order of the movies, still knew that there were going to be three movies per superhero. We still knew like that when one movie came out, even if it was from, you know, kind of like a different section of our like grouping of superheroes, it was going to logically make sense to follow like the last movie that came out. There was going to be a nod, a wink, a something to previous, and then a tease to the next. So we had a very comfortable, safe, like kind of like rope to follow as we like traversed our way across, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. kind of like canyon, ravine, you know, terrain you want to talk about. We had a very like strong guiding, tying rope that everything just was like making sense. So Marvel did kind of set themselves up for this like extra feeling of chaos as we're now moving into this next phase where nothing seems tied together, where nothing seems planned, um, you know, leading towards a goal specifically. We can't, we can't see the end game. And it, Ah. and it's, Oh, (laughs) count it. Um, it, it makes it all the more frustrating. And I think it makes it all the more confusing to, to have been, you know, kind of very safely led along a path and then to just now feel kind of abandoned. Yeah. It's losing part of the appeal with this. Yes. You know? Yes. And I've been like getting cooler on Marvel probably ever since Captain whole, yeah. Marvel, but for sure since Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, even with that, I gave them more, I gave them the benefit of the doubt in ways. I thought, okay, we're going to be leading towards Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. So that that's going to be the inflection point. That's where we're going to be like, be seeing the mutants. That's where we're going to have our, whatever big threat that comes, right. comes through, you know, it's where we end up reality fracturing. We, whatever it is setting up that then can maybe directly lead into an Avengers movie to right. deal with a threat like new but instead Avengers, we yeah. just got like it sounds like doc and i haven't seen it yet um but sounds like a lot of letdown in terms of that in terms of the yes. larger picture it's yeah. really again self-contained wasted opportunities it's not leading into a bigger you know thing i i don't know i just and so yeah, thor it's... like this looks exciting but again what part of the puzzle is it seems like right. none no part of the puzzle. Right. It seems like Marvel's now like really afraid to take that next step mm-hmm. into yeah. like the larger picture, which is hilarious for a company that has like been so about the larger picture yep. in their first phase. It's hilarious to me that they're now terrified to make anything bigger than itself. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think with this, Love and Thunder, I have my same problems that I have with the Loki show. Though I like the Loki show, so time and time again, I would rather that show just be its own thing and not a Loki property. Sure. Just, it's be a fun show to explore 
you know, freedom of choice and split timelines, all that stuff, great performances. If it wasn't bashing Uh-oh. the character of Loki, if it yeah. just wasn't about that, because then it could be free to tell that story mm-hmm. and not have this. Thor seems like the exact same thing in my mind. It seems like a fun movie playing with mythology, some sense of humor in there. It's yeah. in space. They can go wild, but it's not about Thor. I don't care if they call him Thor. He doesn't, he's not like Thor at all anymore. I mean, we've gone down that road. Yeah. And he's- I, I agree. I agree ish with your statement. I think this is a little closer to Thor mythology, Thor than like Loki was so much removed. And I think that had to, I think Loki had to do both with like, the storyline was so, so far removed from what we'd seen from the character, the locations, um, the costuming. I mean, even the performances, like Tom Hiddleston gave a great performance, but I don't necessarily know that you're right. I didn't like necessarily feel Loki there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that was just like so far removed from like anything we'd seen in the Marvel movies that I completely agree with you, even though I love that show. This feels a little bit still in the Thor mythology. Um, Gore the God Butcher, I mean, is in the mythology. Um, so at least we're like trying to tell a Thor story. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like the time variance authority in Loki just didn't seem like this is, you know, um, this is like that mythology. This this still feels like we're sort of rooted there. Um and I mean, we are getting like Jane Foster presented as a Thor, which is something that also happens. So mythology adjacent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're kind of in it, but yes, I also like, there are some elements to this movie that are kind of almost like a caricature of like a Taika Waititi movie and have nothing to do with Marvel. Right. So like half and half. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never been a Thor. That's been Maui's thing with all the MCU movies. I was not a pre-existing fan, really, of any of them that they chose. Oh, of any of them. Okay. Really, I just didn't, you know, other than Spider-Man, who came in later, you know. And then um, some of them, I think, would have been characters I'd be more interested in, like Doctor Strange or whatever. But um, And then Scarlet Witch, I guess. But they Mm -hmm. really changed her from what? you know, she was. So I don't know. I don't know. It seems to me they just don't have confidence in Thor and what that character is and that he can make a good movie. So they had to really change it up. So I don't blame them for that, I guess. But it's just like, I feel like there's other ways you could have gone about it other than like just making Thor fat and despondent Mm -hmm. at the end of the, of, uh, you know, end game and stuff like that. Sure. And now like his comeback story, but then he's still not good enough because Jane Foster's going to be there. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know. It's just, just respectful to the character. It doesn't feel like Thor anymore. It feels like yeah. it's time they could have moved on and done something else. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I, I have a hard time with Thor. Um, I mean, first of all, I I have a hard time with the idea of Natalie Portman being Thor, not in and of herself, but it is really hard once you sort of like get attached to 
a certain character to see them replaced, like see someone else wield Mjolnir. Like it's, it's really hard for me to like, see that, you know, we got in the trailer, like, you know, he was almost going to grab it and they were going to be reunited. And I was so into it. And then it went off to Natalie Portman and I was like, bitch, yeah. what you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and again, not opposed to her being Thor, just sort of like opposed to like, I don't know, like, her being Thor while while Chris Hemsworth is still there. I'm still attached to him. If he's completely Mm -hmm. gone, then bye. Like, let me adjust to somebody else being Thor. But I really hate the duality of him existing, but not being Thor. His name is Thor. So Right. So like how could how could she be Thor? I don't I I don't know. I don't don't know how they're gonna messing with my brain. I don't know how they're going to tell it. Maybe it's uh, maybe it'll make more sense or something. Right. But to me, I I really am not a fan of this thing where every superhero is only a mantle. It's only a mantle that can be passed to oh, someone else. I see. I really I don't like this. I, so I think you, that, so. I mean, that's a hallmark of a lot of Western comics, though. Yeah, but you know what? They never work out well, and then they go back to the original. Sure. Sure. Because to I haven't, people, I haven't read enough comics to comment handle. on that, but like there, it almost all the the only exceptions are when a character never made it well, you know, sustained themselves well. They mm. never mm. got off on a good foot. They kind of redid it. They rebooted it and then they're yeah, like, new person. "Oh, I see." Right now, they'll often do these things where multiples exist. Green Lantern is a good example of this kind of thing where there's. Hal Jordan and there's Kyle Reinar, or we say his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's different ones and um, John Smith. John Smith? No, I'm not sure that's right. Um, anyway, different Green Lanterns, and then they'll all still be Green Lanterns, you know, together. Mm-hmm. But usually there's like one that is the main Green Lantern, the, the primary, popular yeah. Green Lantern, you know. So. Um, Flash. When people think of Flash, they think of, you know, Alan West, uh, uh, Barry Allen, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's Alan just, West Day. Eh? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where um, was that? Yeah. Barry Allen, Adam West. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so, like, Gene Foster was Thor for a bit, but for a bit, not for long. Yeah. John Stewart. Thank you, Alan. Yeah. Um, and, um, oh, yeah, there you go. So yeah, they, I I just, I'm not a fan of that stuff where, you know, for me, Captain Marvel, when Chris Evans is done, then we don't need to have Captain Marvel anymore. Captain Captain America. America. Did I say Captain Marvel the first time too? Yep. Yep. Captain America. (laughs) Uh, Iron Man, (sighs) you know, if Robert Downey Jr. is going to be gone, they want to get rid of Iron Man, like Iron Man can be done. Like we, there's so many things where they want extra representation or something in one way or another then they could just use those characters like mm-hmm. the library of characters is vast pick one mm-hmm. and 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 have confidence in them and make them but again then they pick kamala khan and then they don't have confidence in that character and completely change your powers right like they it's just it, to me they're really headed down the wrong path here uh, in in so many situations and Though I yeah. think Thor, Love and Thunder, I think it's going to be a very entertaining. If you have no 
semblance of what's happening in the comics or don't care about that at all, you're, which is most people, you're going to go in and it's going to be a fun time. Right. That's what I think. So, so that's, that's where I have a hard time with the Thor franchise because um, Ragnarok was a really fun time. Mm-hmm. It was. I, I cannot say I was not entertained by Ragnarok. I definitely would rewatch that movie. It was great um, in, a, in an entertainment sense. It really revitalized like Thor as a character, Thor as a story arc. I get mm-hmm. it. People weren't very like entertained by the first two movies. Um, but I am one of the few that was very entertained by the first movie. I was very into like Kenneth Branagh's interpretation of the mythology, like the world that he built, the characters that he built. Um, He didn't necessarily have the most original script in the, you know, Thor loses his powers because he's being punished and sent to earth to learn a lesson. Like I, I will give him that that was not original and that's been done before. Um, but I, but I liked his vision and I just, I, I mean, I get it didn't connect with mainstream audiences, but I liked the world that he was building and it felt very premature to have a lot of that stripped away in favor of Taika Waititi's admittedly tighter script, admittedly more entertaining movie, but not necessarily a full like Thor movie. Mm-hmm. Because he's this character's become very weird now, you know. Like every time he shows up and talks to the Guardians of the Galaxy, or so awkward. He just mm-hmm. gets so like stammery, tongue tie, like bro, dude. Yeah. And I, I thought see, that like the point of the first movie would he was, was that he was going to evolve beyond that into right. like a more thoughtful character, mm-hmm. and now he's just sort of like. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. go explore with my friends. Oh. Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like there's just like a weird mannerism yeah. to him now. That's mm-hmm. like very impact, bro. The the impacting impactful things in his life haven't seemed to shape him and make him grow up in any way. Yeah, there, I mean, Whereas, you know, like in 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 uh, not in Infinity War, um, but in Endgame, his grief over you know the fact that uh so many of his people died and he felt like he failed to kill thanos it almost the way that he grieved almost felt like a caricature right it didn't feel like it had any depth to it like him like becoming i'm gonna play video games all day right some like weird beer drunk beer gutted gamer that was just feeling like sorry for himself really didn't even almost resonate. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until he went, you know, on the, on the journey with the rest of the Avengers to reclaim the the stones, the infinity stones. Um, and he talked to his mother, right. That felt like early Thor movies. Like, you know, there was a, there was a family to him. There was a mythology there. Um, there were relationships that were meaningful that's the sort of moment when we, when he snapped back a little bit. I feel like that's something I've been missing from Ragnarok. I mean, I know Ragnarok really wasn't about that, but yep. I feel like it should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there were no meaningful relationships to me, really. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so. all of everything was crushed so, you know, quickly in, in the end. And Right. I, I mean, it, it's not to say that I wasn't um, happy to be introduced to new characters. Like, I very much like Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie, and I'm glad she's sticking around. But I didn't appreciate being introduced to her and, like, Thor having to, like, quick form some sort of, like, deep bond with Hulk at the expense of the deep bonds he had already formed with the other cast of characters in Thor and like Odin dying. Like, I don't know. There was just so much like throwing away of traditional Thor mythology. That's, yeah. that's sort of the thing that bothers me more. Yeah. I just, if it was me doing it and audiences weren't resonating with Thor, um, I'd be like, well, we'll have we won't have more Thor movies then. Thor will pl can play a part in other films, right. but he's not going to stand on his own for his own. Instead, as opposed to like, well, let's reinvent the character um, to see what we can make work. Instead, just like, no, it's not because I think that a lot of the Avengers, honestly, I don't think generally speaking they are good enough characters to stand on their own. They, you know, so they I. Again, slightly agree and slightly disagree. I think they are for like one movie. Sure. Like each of the like the origin They're original interesting movies. origins and overcoming initial struggle yeah. and all that stuff. I just yeah. I feel like the all of the origin movies are really great introductions, and then I just sort of like don't care about the other ones. Sure. That's I would say again, I love the second Captain America. But then it's yeah, not really about it's it's about Captain America, but it's like it's a they're lot of good about movies, but too. yes, they're good movies that are like, again, they're kind of like the, the Loki TV show made into movies. They're like good movies that are Marvel adjacent and happen to use these characters, but aren't necessarily forwarding Marvel mythology. Sure. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like we could like be on this train of thought. For a very, very, very long time. Yeah, but... and no need because, you know, next week there'll be a new thing. It will always... Yeah, <laughs> we'll come back to it, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like I sort of had a revelation in that, like, I very much like all origin Avenger movies and don't really need other ones. Sure. Like, the other ones are just sort of, like, happen to be there, are sure. entertaining Marvel-adjacent things, but don't make me care about the mythology mm -hmm. well last week we talked about you know moon knight and this mm. week in the tractor some i was listening to the moon knight soundtrack a little bit mm -hmm. it was the best thing about that show sure other than oscar's performance at times yeah crush it. Um, crushed it i just like sitting there thinking about it more i'm just, just so disappointed it's such a waste of opportunity yeah. in that show um i think we got like really two good episodes out of that and um mm -hmm. it just made me mad again i guess i won't say it because it's spoiler so it, it's too new so i won't i won't talk about that now we didn't warn mm -hmm. people you should go back last week we talked about moon Knight. if you're interested yes yes do do catch our show um yeah that's funny i was actually talking to somebody about moon Knight very recently and they were like i just started moon Knight, and you know i'm really excited and i was like well, if you've already started, make sure to hang on to the end because it gets really good. But, you know. In the penultimate the, episode, it gets really good. 
that's what I'll give it. It's like uh, not I even think the, the second to last was like decent. Had some well, had some it, good moments. Well, let's see, it was six. So yeah, episode five, five and really six, good. five and six. I thought did well. Um. So yeah. So like, but then not on. the way it ended. The no, way it not ended, the way not the way of, it ended. But like the episode was going very well. Sure. So like, and, I mean, if you're the, that far, you can't you can't not watch the last episode. Like that well, would be silly I, at that point. From now on, if you suffered time, through the first half of the of the yes. show, you have you have yeah. to at least watch the end of that. I was thinking about like you know the tone they set for us at first. You know when they we first yeah. introduced to Ethan Hawke's character and he's bra- he's taking a shot and then he's breaking the breaking glass. The glass yeah. It's like. Oh, that cool. freaked okay. Chris out mightily. We're gonna like have something here, yeah, and and it just doesn't pan out. It's yeah. I, the talent they're hiring. I tell you, it's it's really lacking. And every time now, there's a new superhero that I happen to see on something. I'm going to ask. You mean you mean writing my... talent? Yes. Just uh, not to confuse that with like Ethan Hawke's performance, cool. oh, right? No, it's okay. it's mostly behind the camera stuff. <laughs> like, generally yeah. speaking, I think I've been pretty good with performances from people and yeah. some of that. It's just making sure because, like the way the way that that like was phrased on top of like, oh, Ethan Hawke was breaking the glass, and I was so excited. Oh, the talent they're hiring, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, nope. that's true. That's I know John bad. means like yeah, Ethan yeah. Hawke, yay. Mm-hmm storyline i just keep thinking like the rooftop chase that everybody does was the worst rooftop chase of any of those yeah was not good yeah just not good i think people are getting too used to like i think honestly marvel's put themselves a pretty high bar in the past and now people are just not some people aren't realizing yet they're not living up to that bar all the time constantly they're they're putting a lot of things out there and they're not investing in the talent to make them really good. And they're taking advantage of customers that just figure they're going to see it. They're going to go again, see it. Yeah. Again, I would just, yeah. Say like behind the scenes talent is yeah. lacking mightily. They are investing in like high quality actors that are not being taken advantage of to their full potential. They're not being given the material. Mm -hmm. They're not being given the material to work with. Their performances ring every possible inch, for the most part, every possible inch out of the material that they are given. But, I mean, you just, you can't spin gold out of straw. Yep. Because if we think of, like, Olsen and uh, Bettany in WandaVision... Uh, very uh, good uh, 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 you know so and then um, my favorite pairing in hawkeye you know uh, i thought that jeremy renner really did mm-hmm. a great job he did um and then like we've just talked about moon knight like lots of good performances for sure mm-hmm. um but yeah they'll spend money on that talent there because that's the front-facing stuff that audiences see exactly so that Everybody will draw you that. in and then you realize you have inexperienced directors and cinematographers. And, and if they are experienced, great. I don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't <laughs> be experienced and then still not know what you're doing. I don't know. But yeah, or but it's just it's been a lot of disappointment. So, yep, I agree. 
But I think Thor will have the high production value, and we know Taika Waititi is is a capable director and some of that. So yeah, uh, visually again, it I, looks really great. Mm-hmm. If I can just wrap my mind around the way that Gore the God Butcher looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, about the Marvel news there. Um, mm-hmm. But we had mentioned, you know, Winter Soldier, and I mean, if names from the marvel world come out definitely the russo brothers would be one that would stand out um and they're making the gray man i'm kind of jumping around here but uh the gray man is coming out um july Mm -hmm. 15th in theaters yeah so it's an interesting release huh from netflix july 15th in theaters and then the 22nd on netflix yeah just like a week yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not really sure what the deal is there. Um, why yeah. that timeline is is happening? It's like an, it's like Netflix produced, mm-hmm. and then they're releasing it in theaters. I don't know if they're like testing something out, or you know, yeah. what this kind of dealio is, or if they're trying to get in, you know, some sort of like award qualifications. I have no idea, but you can see this movie produced in theaters July 15th and then, yeah, stream it on Netflix the following week. Because once so many people like just know, oh, it's coming out the next week on Netflix, so I'll just... Right, like why wait. would you go? Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, a, really it's excited a great cast. It looks cool. To theater, that's fine. I just think that there are so many people that are going to, you know... I have, I certainly have that. It's like, well, it's not a rush, so I can wait till it comes out at home, you know? But. Right. Well, and if if people already feel that way with like the forty five ish kind of day yeah, precedent day that's thing. been mm-hmm. set, I mean, they're really gonna feel that way with a week. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I don't know. I don't know what this is, but interesting. interesting but it looks release. cool, right? Yeah, it looks very cool. Um, high powered cast as well. Big time. Yeah. Gosling mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Evans, Anna Darmus. Uh, <laughs> that's a name I haven't heard in a while. I forgot that Billy Bob Thornton is in this. <laughs> yeah. I remember the last thing I watched him in was, uh, this Christmas. For, oh, uh, sure. What's that? He was the president. Yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. love actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Getting good in there. We're like, he looks so clean. <laughs> I know, like, I know. Cleaned up. He looks like he could almost do the job, and then yeah, you're like, right. but it's Billy Bob Thornton. Yep. Uh, Alan says Jessica Henwick was calling Wing and Iron Fist. Yes. Yes. Um, she yep. is cool. I hope she gets more stuff because she was in the Matrix, and no one liked that. So. Yep. <laughs> Too bad. To say the least. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, well, Gray Man, Ryan Gosling coming out. I think it looks cool. Ryan Gosling seems choosy with his roles usually, and they're usually mm-hmm. good. Um yep. so yep. I'm excited. I mean, you know, we have we have action adventure movie upon action adventure movie to choose from, but I, I mm-hmm. do agree with you. I feel like when Ryan Gosling lends his name to something, he's so choosy that you're sort of automatically interested. And, yep. and this looks well done, well produced. Um, 
So, yeah, we'll see what the Russo brothers have to bring to the table after Endgame. Yep. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure there. Um, yeah, and they, they advertise in the trailer. They let people know in case they <laughs> forgot. Here's exactly. all the Marvel things we've done. Yeah, exactly. Done. So, yeah. It's brought it upon yourself, but high stakes yep. there. Uh, sticking on the Netflix uh, wagon here, we've got... Sure. Trailer for Stranger Things. Yes, yes, the new Stranger Things trailer that is yeah. coming out in just two short days over Memorial Crazy. Day weekend. Yeah, I can't believe it's already happening. Um, I feel like we've gotten almost no press about this, which is very weird. Yes, mm -hmm. like this just sort of like snuck up on everybody that like. Hey, by the way, Stranger Things, the thing that you all loved and obsessed over, it's back. Yeah. Like, why isn't everybody talking about this right now? Yeah. It's a good question because I don't know. It, it was it <laughs> Stranger Things was kind of born out of, you know, Netflix was they had their Marvel shows. But mm -hmm. then this was the big one. Yes, that was this was huge. But since then, since that show started, we now have how many streaming services? Mm -hmm. So our time is split amongst how many things? Mm -hmm. I'll be really interested to see how this performs. Because mm -hmm. for me, for whatever reason, I guess I just, after season three, I'm like kind of, I guess I'm okay that there like sure. I, I have not been like oh when's season four coming really wish i knew when season four was coming you know i just didn't and i wonder if other people feel that way or if that's just like for whatever reason that's the way like i feel about it no i think i think there is some of that because i feel like season three ended and we were all like <gasps> Like, what's going to happen next? Like, there were some soft cliffhangers. Yep. Um, And, I mean, I'll get, like, a, a brief bit spoilery about Stranger Things. It has been quite a while, so, you know, I, I feel comfortable. But if you don't want anything, thank you, Alan, <laughs> for putting up spoilers. Plug your ears. I mean, there were some very soft cliffhangers. Like, okay, the buyers are moving away from um, Hawkins, Indiana. You know, starting a new life somewhere. Like, what's that going to be like? Are they really moving, or like in the in the vein of all shows, are they going to have to come back for some reason? Right. But then there was like, holy shit, is Hopper dead or alive? Right. Uh, you know, sneak peek. Maybe he's alive, but maybe he isn't. Like, there was all this speculation over like who the guy in the Russian prison was, and like how is that going to tie in? And um. So I feel like ending the third season was very like, ooh, exciting. And it's it's had too much time. Sure. Yeah. That now right. we're kind of like, right, Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. That was good. Right. I think I will see it. But there's not like, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, my God, reserve reserve your spots on the couch. Stranger yeah. Things is coming back. Oh, I was know. just going to do that today. I was printing out <laughs> sheets, <laughs> little reserve signs, sheets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, putting your seat down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is a case of 
too much time, not enough press. Well, we talked about this the other week with Game of Thrones, how people were already like, oh my God, we got to wait extra long for the delay. And my position was it could have been quite a while and people still would have ravenously come back to see it. So yeah, so maybe. But I don't know, maybe that's it. You know, we don't know what the case would be. I just feel like some properties have that lasting power that will always draw mm-hmm. whether whatever the delay is. Sure. And is Stranger Things one of those things or not? It seems like that'll be yeah, the test. And, yeah. And for me, maybe, you know, it's because I didn't like season three as much. I really liked a sure. lot of certain things a lot about it, but I also sure. really didn't like some other things. So you know, maybe they have something more to do with it for me, but sure. Yeah, I mean, I I am excited. I am sad that I will be on vacation. Um, Don't to, be sad. To... You're gonna be on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I am... things can wait. Yeah. No, I am. I am sad adjacent. Um, I'm definitely not sad <laughs> to be on vacation. Um, sad. Sad adjacent to miss. You know, the opening weekend of Stranger Things because Chris and I really did love that show. It was definitely kind of one of our like sit down, watch staples together. Um, you know, that we both like really could talk about and, and enjoy. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if this season, you know, since they have taken such a long time, maybe they've learned something. Maybe they are, you know, no game of Thrones fools. Um, yeah. and have, <laughs> yeah. have put something really magical together and have really put some effort into creating a good season. I, I do hope so. Well, the runtime is a show long. I would root for. You see the runtimes list? I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Alan's adding the first yep. volume is the premiere, May 27th, <clears throat> seven episodes, second volume, July 1st, with nine episodes. Nine episodes yeah. yeah. And the last episode is like very long. It's like two hours. Yeah. So. That um, that I think is a little tough to swallow. I'm a yeah. li- I mean, maybe I'll get there and just be like riveted the entire time for this kind of yeah. mini movie, but I don't know. On the outside, it seems a little tough. We're going to um, be really living in that 80s, early 90s space or whatever. Aesthetic, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, got, we have this show and then physical season two is coming soon. Yep. And then like I've been listening to uh, there's uh radio show on apple music that's like an 80s show or whatever nice and then nice. um they have uh and then our yeah our current fashion i feel like like i say we're going more 90s and like moving somewhere i saw bell bottoms the other day so maybe things are yep. about to change but uh yeah anyways <laughs> stranger things coming soon Two um days. yeah so that's about it for Netflix. Mm-hmm. We'll have to make a jump to some other streaming services. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll kick it off with Amazon because sure. alphabetically that's first. So we'll start with Amazon. Um, the Terminal List. So mm-hmm. it's a another Chris Pratt film. So the second one he's done for Amazon now. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen the the other one. Um, Tomorrow Wars. More, yeah, some of that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been mean I've been wanting to. Like it's supposed to be yeah. good. But yeah, it's um, been on like the back of my my kind of to watch list as well for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, this terminal list one, I think it was said it was based on a book. Um, I thought so. 
but that comes July 1st, looks mm-hmm. action-packed, looks like, um, you know, ex-military person with some PTSD stuff and, um, but has things follow him home or whatever kind of mm-hmm. situation. So kind of reminded me, I want to watch the gray man trailer. It's like, okay, I got a couple big summer action pack kind of things coming. So yeah, different kind of different angles on the same ish action story. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This one's uh, a little bit more cerebral, I think. And, yep. and not terribly, but just a little bit of like, you know, figure out who, who is doing this to you, who are the higher ups that are covering up your story. You know, right. you, you feel crazy. Like perhaps someone, you know, is, is doing something to you. Yep. Hey, I feel crazy all the time. Perfect. I'll relate. <laughs> um, let's see. Also from Amazon, the boys. The boys. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> This is the one trailer in here. I was like, oh, I thought I watched all the trailers. I missed this latest one because yep. we'd seen the one a couple weeks ago. Yep. Another one they now here. This one in there really tells a lot more about uh, a certain big moment in the previous trailer. Okay. Yeah. About what happens to... Uh... Mm-hmm. We'll keep it. Yep. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm yeah. not going to say it out loud, but like they really just sort of like tell you how how a certain plot point happens um, sure. where it was a mystery in a previous trailer this one straight up gives the answer to this um i i was half intrigued and sort of weirdly satisfied to know the answer and then after i thought about it i was a little dissatisfied that like i didn't find it out during the course of the season Okay. But I'm, because it's the boys, because I know they pack so much into episodes, I was like, you know, maybe maybe I just have to wait for like all the other reveals that are going to be happening this season. There's plenty of stuff I don't know yet. Like, I don't need to get super worked up over the one thing they did share. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks exciting. I stopped watching it here because then I'm like, okay, if you're disappointed knowing, maybe I'll just wait and we'll see how <laughs> I respond watching it in the show. Sure. I don't know. I, you know, season two was, um, I had to go back and like watch my, our actual reviews and stuff. But I remember overall being happy, mm-hmm. though thinking it was a step down from the first season. Yeah, the first season was so novel, um, and it was such like a refreshing, different take on superheroes. It was well acted, unique storylines, very different origin stories. Um, Yeah, I, I really loved season one, and I think, yeah, season two was like a solid B, you know, like, great job, you just couldn't quite match the heights yep but i not to I say that that, this couldn't be great right i hope that they you know because they obviously use the boys to be a little more you know because it can be more adult and some of that it's not the marvel universe mm-hmm. that insists on being family not it's not yeah uh, family everything <laughs> um yeah definitely not do, do not let children see this <laughs> even they, if ever uh, cannot comprehend a thing 
she will just not be watching need, this. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't need those particular photons going in her mm, eyes ball nope. yet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's been a it's like you say first season novel. It's been fun, but they use the more adult themes to talk about more adult themes and mm-hmm. kind of real world stuff, which I don't have a problem with so long as they stay honest about it and uh, makes things um, feel. I don't know, earned and authentic. It's kind of like, um, you know, Raised by Wolves tackles and talks about a lot of very um, emotional or big issues, yeah. but I feel like does it in a responsible and thought-provoking right. way. Right. And so The Boys season two was was like verging on, like, can you writers handle this or not? Um, and so I, I just hope that in season three, um, we're all that stuff is handled well and the character's motivations seem legitimate and stuff like that. And we don't have an, like we don't need to have your favorite villains show up again necessarily. Mm -hmm. Maybe the show can be done with that now. So I do have to say I am um, looking forward to just like a really big Homelander meltdown. Sure. Yeah. He's so good. He's He's been boiling he's so over for so many seasons and he's just, he's walked some weird lines. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just looking forward to like, what is like a full on crazy look like? Yeah. I hope, I hope they go there. Okay. It seems like from the trailer, they may, but okay. we'll see. We'll see. He does Didn't- such a good job. Oh, Did that actor you know. get in trouble recently? That actor? Yeah. Did he get? Was he like in? Uh, he was. A, I don't necessarily I he remember. Was like you know, arrested or slapped on the wrist at some point. Yes, Alan says yes. His 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 television persona is bleeding into. <laughs> oh my god, he looks so different in re- real life. It's weird. Um, news. Um, overheating. He um, does and doesn't look different in real life. I mean, you can't you can't hide your face, but right. Hmm. Well, must have been, there's too much stuff talking yes, about. The yeah, he was now, arrested so. for assault in Spain. Okay. In March. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, there it goes. Alan found it. Allegedly assaulting. Okay. My bad. My bad. Yeah, they gotta say that until he's tried. Allegedly assaulting. Yeah. I mean, they do, but also like I, I've literally just looking this up right now. So to be yeah. fair, I just remember hearing about it and I never looked into it. Uh I was shooting a film. He was shooting an, a film with Guy Ritchie. Oh cool. Allegedly punched a 20-year-old Venezuelan man in the face twice yeah. during altercation, yep. resulting in being taken mm. to the hospital. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm reading the... Oh, smashed yep. a glass in his face. Punched him, smashed a glass in his face. He had apparently admitted to the assault. He was drunk. Paid a restitution. Um, and was given a sentence, so... I mean, a sentence of what? Uh, 
I, I don't know how much jail time you can only serve. drive <laughs> your Lamborghini twice a week. <laughs> can only go to the club on Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it looks like it looks like it was actual time, but I don't know how much. Okay. Um, Hopefully this isn't like a uh, <laughs> an ongoing situation. Hopefully he's it's learned like, his it's not an Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's something different. Yeah, so, I think it's oh, probably... 12 month suspended sentence. Yep, restitution to avoid jail time. Oh, to avoid jail time. Okay. Any conviction under 2 years is automatically suspended if the guilty person has a criminal. Okay. So it looks like he won't actually, he was sentenced time, but he won't serve time. What a shocker. Shocker. Elite's yes. not. Although, I mean, that's an interesting rule that Spain has. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't do anything about that. Although I'm sure like the amount of time he was sentenced to was very deliberate. So it would be under that two year rule. Isn't that weird to have the like time frame that he's handed twelve months sentence, but and then you twelve get to, months you is pay, less than two years. But if you pay the fifty five hundred dollars within seventy two hours, you avoid. You can jail avoid time. jail time. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It, I anyway. don't know. Yeah, Compli complicated legal system. I'm not going to pretend to like under understand like Spanish, you know, legal custom. What? <laughs> that was, uh, be very entertaining if i did i'm sure yeah <laughs> but uh yeah looks like it was a, a one-time incident a few months ago so hopefully he's uh he's learned some lessons um, we'll see if his character learned some lessons this season i'm gonna no. go with no no <laughs> that's that's not homelander style yeah. <laughs> So also from Amazon, you found a sneak peek at yeah. Wheel of the Time season two. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, so they've wrapped production on season two. Um, so they showed us kind of some behind the scenes, you know, um, landscape shots, some actor shots, you know, some rehearsals, a little bit of, you know, a sneak peek at scenes but not really actual footage from the show mm -hmm. so it was very you know just like hey guys we're wrapping production really excited to show you what's coming up here's some like goofy stuff but also some fun stuff to uh whet your interest for the second season that sure. is coming soon and i am all for it I'm yeah ready. i am um, it this is such an interesting show it, it seems very like people's reception of it is so divided. Yep, it's um, hot and cold, man. Yeah, it's I. But I love it. Yeah, you know, almost feel like is there a sense? It, I kind of get it, like from Pete with Moon Knight that we talked about last week, where sure. he's a fan of Moon Knight, and so it's almost like he's just happy there is Moon Knight. They made Moon sure. Knight. It took his favorite character, and they made it. And so sure. even though. There's lots of things that maybe would want to be different. It's like, hey, they did it. Yeah. Do you feel that with Wheel of Time at all? Because it deviated so heavily that it's like, well, hey, I love this series and they're making yeah. a version of it. Yeah. Even though it's lower budget and it's like, you know, really 
you know, I imagine changes are going to snowball. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I mean, you know, up and then it's got to really. Yeah, no, no TV show has ever like deviated and been like, just kidding, going back to the source material. Right. Um, so yeah, so I, I am fine with deviation as long as it's within like acceptable bounds. I mean, there's, you know, you never want to have a show that you just feel like totally jumps the shark and you're just like, I can't even with this. Um, so yeah, so I think there is some sense for me that I'm just excited that somebody finally tackled this material. It is very daunting. Um, there's so much of it. There's there's such a great world build, but it's so tricky to show as we've, you know, you and I and Phil have all kind of argued about the way that um, magic and kind of different powers have been shown. Um, and I think for me, there was like a, an evolution over the first season of like, this is getting better, even if it's like small increments. So I'm still looking forward to season two. There is probably some grace on my part for liking the series and just being happy that there's a show out there. But I do think there is a decent show at the core of this. Do I think it's epic? Do I think it's grand, you know, sweeping Emmy winning kind of show? Probably not, but maybe given some time, it could get there. Okay. Nice. I certainly, uh, I, I'm probably going to stir up a lot, you know, if anybody hears me, um, I'm, I would stir up a lot of consternation from audiences saying, I certainly believe in this show more right now than I do the Lord of the Rings show that Amazon is producing. <laughs> That's no, no one's gonna, no one's gonna buck at that. Like, I don't know. I don't know a single person <laughs> that has confidence in the Lord of the Rings show. I don't know a no. single person personally. But I've okay. I've heard some uh, some glowing, some not so glowing, but some glowing critical reviews of you know sneak peeks by people that, that were paid by Amazon or what? I don't know. <laughs> Do they own Variety? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I have heard some good things about the show. So I don't know. You know, industry well, there's wise, be if there's something good. Because yeah, yeah. It I just mean so like overall, like yeah. They've, they've praised it more than I expected. So we'll see. Uh, I didn't, didn't look into it much, but I did see that Vigo Mortensen had expressed some concern about mm. where they're getting their source material. Because as we know, I'm looking that up right now. Because as we know, Vigo Mortensen previously was approached to be in the Hobbit films. And yes. because Aragorn has like, nothing to do with those, yep. I'm not not doing that so he clearly cares about where this comes from cares about right. the source material and so it's just the other day he made the news again for uh so a few comments yes reacts to lord of the rings i am reading this he is not someone i would have expected to comment on this so i'm just sort of well wondering. someone probably asked him you know on press junket sure? for crimes of the future i'm guessing coming very soon It'll be fun to see. Apparently, by the way, while you're looking, reading through that, they, uh, people at the film festival, uh, I think at Cannes Film Festival or whatever, Con, whatever, is oh, yeah. walking mm -hmm. out of Crimes of the Future 
because they're so disturbed. Like, oh, it's too disgusting and stuff. Wait, it's too disturbing. So it's, yeah. it's so it's not bad, right? It's just like so revolting or stomach turning oh, okay. or something. So I'm like, ooh, interesting. Yeah. That's intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. So he says it's fun to see, but they're he's curious about how they'll interpret the works because he's not sure about how much they were granted from the Tolkien estate. Yeah, he seems skeptical about their source material. So he's being nice about it. He's yes, being yes. He's, very, he's being very diplomatic about it. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah Wood was apparently a less diplomatic. Really? Yes. Uh, where did I just see that? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's... Oh, it's oh, uh, Elijah Wood said it's very bizarre that Amazon is calling it Lord of the Rings at all. Oh man, right? <laughs> Boom, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. He's uh, he's got some words, interesting, yeah. I mean, they were you know, they're part of cinematic history and some of the best, most oh. consistent. One of the best, most consistent trilogies ever made. And uh, so, yeah, kind of sad if it's going to fall the way it seems like it's going to. So Elijah Wood here is just like, he says he's super fascinated, but he's says calling it Lord of the Rings is misleading because that name refers to a specific set of stories, which is the stories that were told. Sure. Yeah, He's like, it's the second age. It sounds more like the Silmarillion era era. Not to get nerdy, but it's the second age of Middle Earth. Yeah. So see, that, that's legit. that's true. Yeah. Legit. It, the, oh, they're saying the Lord of the Rings again, just for the name draw. Exactly. Exactly. They because they know they are Tolkien's, or they could say any of those other things, but right. Nope. They're saying Lord of the Rings because everybody knows Lord of the Rings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I Anyways. I will I will have a card prepared for you to send like condolences when the Thank show you. airs and it's piled hot garbage. So. Oh my god, be ready be ready for some thoughts on the podcast. <laughs> Block off some time. Yeah. All right, um, we have more trailers, so I think that's it from Amazon. Mm-hmm. But we have now HBO, which they have. Um, wait, where is this? Oh, that's gonna be theaters. Okay, so HBO has mm-hmm. the Westworld trailer. So we yes. discussed Westworld previous seasons on this show. Make mm-hmm. sure to go back and look at those if you are interested or watching through them in time for the new season or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a very fun show. But it kind of carries the theme to me of other shows, some of them we've been talking about already, where it seems like there's a downslide in quality. Mm-hmm. Westworld season one is immaculate. I think it's an yes. amazing season of television. I can't ask for more. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Um, season two has a lot of a lot of good, but it's not as consistent as season mm-hmm. one, I would argue. And season three felt like a pretty marked step down. It's like 
They never really got the audience they wanted and the numbers they wanted for season one and two. So maybe they didn't get as much money. Mm-hmm. It kind of changed genres in a way. It became yeah. less cerebral. We had just like Android ladies fighting each other. Mm-hmm. It, you know, interesting ideas still. Yeah. There were still interesting ideas, but. So Chris, Chris and I, you know, watched the trailer because again, this was one of our shows that we really loved and, and we're excited to watch together. Um, it was kind of an event to like sit down and be like, Ooh, yeah. it's West coming on. Um, do you, so Chris feels a certain way about the third season in that he's disappointed that we moved to an outside the park world. And he was sort of ready to maybe have one more season of other parks, other sure. worlds in the park. Are, are Do you kind of feel that way? Like you maybe wish there was a, a little bit more of a delay to an outer past the park experience or do you feel like that part came at the right time and maybe just like the execution was off or do you feel like it maybe could have been saved for another season? Yeah, I, I totally get that because for me, it's kind of like what we're running into with Jurassic world now Mm. where how long can you be on the Island? Right. Sure. You know, how many excuses can you have? And so with Westworld, to me anyways, the show is about being at the park. And so Mm -hmm. it is a weird, big departure to not. Um, But if you're going to keep going, you at some point need to leave. And so I think that for me, if they're going to keep going, it made sense in a season three to not linger longer that we start getting answers about the broader world. Mm-hmm. But I still don't know that I was going to love it as much. That's, that's one of those things it's where paradox. Yeah. Season one asks so many brilliant questions, leaves so many things mysterious that I remember when before it's season so three came contained. out. Yeah. We were talking like, there's a lot to live up to here with, what are the answers? What is the situation in the world? What does it look like? Mm-hmm. And if they blew us away with that, then okay. But they didn't, but they I don't didn't. think. Yeah. So it's like, ah, uh, can we be back at the park? Mm-hmm. You know? What do you think? Yeah. Like, do you agree with that or with? Um, I, I agreed with Chris's principle that I would have liked to see more of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that could have been done in a end of season two into maybe first half of season three. And then maybe we okay. close out season, a few episodes of season three outside the park. Okay. I, mean, I feel like we... there are more possibilities. I mean, we could always return. I don't think it's going to feel quite the same, but like thinking about, you know, um, our, our kind of like throwback that we had the other week with talking about the fact that we watched future world, um, yeah. you know, and those kind of ideas, like there were so many interesting, like park concepts. Mm-hmm. I, I could have been interested in meeting somebody else more meaningfully from another part of, you know, the overall park. Yeah, I you know I felt like we we got to explore places, but we really didn't stay long 
and certain characters were just sort of there intensely for an episode and then gone. Right. So I could have met, I could have feel, I feel like we could have met someone more lasting and, and formed some sort of bond interest storyline. I feel like there was, was some of that, but just not enough to like really keep you gripped. It, it would have, I mean, it would be a completely different take for the series, but it would have been interesting maybe to do almost like an anthology kind of thing where each season was a different themed park. Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I get you want the greater overall story yeah. too, you know, and you want to see progress there. We did have, I wasn't thinking about it again, you know, and you kind of alluded to it. And I don't want to give the spoilers away, you know, but hmm. we did sit in the park in season three in a different park with a specific character for a number of hours, you know, for a while. I didn't like that stuff as much. So maybe that's, you know, but. That, yeah, that, I mean, we did, but it just didn't feel, I don't know. It didn't feel very satisfying. I'm sad because I just love Westworld. I mm-hmm. love Westworld. And I thinking back on now season three, like that's so many I, I remember now in our discussion the things that didn't seem like that's what a person would do, or the mm-hmm. technologies that seem they like take for granted, or like, you know, they would just put out there and assume we're just going to accept, yep. you know, oh, that's kind of convenient or whatever. And I, I didn't know if I loved Aaron Paul. Um yeah, again, not about him, but the character for me I, anyway. Right. The performance yeah. was fine. Yeah. Like I the th- I but still yeah, like that we explored fun themes and issues. Like we're talking about AI, we're talking about social credit Becoming systems. Sentient, we're yeah. talking yeah, we're talking about like the centralized control of some sort. We're talking about others that aren't like following along with the plan that had to be dealt with, like all these different things, you know, um, mm-hmm. I like those things. So it still brought up good conversation, you know, and that's what I appreciated about the season. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I, so this new trailer didn't get me excited. No, it just sort of felt like we're, we're, they're p- pressing ahead with pushing the boundaries of like the real outside the park. And, uh, we're really going to commit to what we're doing outside the park. And I didn't know that I liked being outside the park. So mm-hmm. it makes me nervous to like double down on something that I already know I didn't like. Sure. Well, that's happening June 26th this year. So mm-hmm. also coming pretty soon. Yes. Um, did you get to see the trailer for the thou- 3000 years of longing. I saw one trailer that lasted like 30 seconds. Okay. That was the, that was the trailer for the trailer. Okay. That was, okay. The, <laughs> I was like, for the trailer. what am I watching? Yeah. So okay. It's so George technically Miller. no. Okay. I guess yeah. because they I watched the 30 second thing that I was their like trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Advertise, now, the now advertisement I'm sort of watching for, right That's now. the advertisement for the, the thing. Yeah. Um, it's by George Miller. Sorry, it's mm-hmm. uh, Tilda Swinton and... Um, Idris and Elba. Idris Elba, yeah. 
And so George Miller is. Yep, that's right. (laughs) Both of them. It's uh, he's famous for Mm -hmm. Happy Feet. Just Mm. Happy Feet. Okay, no, uh, Mad Max is what he's really famous for, but uh, um, <laughs> Mad Max Fury Mad Road. Mad Max and is... Happy Feet, man. <laughs> yeah. What a resume. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Mad Max Fury Road is amazing. I love that movie very much. Yes. Uh, I think it's a great ride. And so this movie felt like it had this similar kind of like color grading and vibe a little bit in a way. It just stylistically felt similar. But it's really out there. The trailer's fun. The cut together mm-hmm. in a fun manner. Music's cool. Great actors. Um, looks like the kind of movie, as far as I know, it's original. Written mm-hmm. by and directed by George Miller. To me, this is, again, the kind of thing we need more of. And you want to see more original something yeah. that's really out there and given us something new. And this looks like it. Genie story. Yeah. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. I mean, madcap, very uh, off the wall. It's not yep. going to be for... Um, well, you know what? I, I don't want to say that. On on initial glance, it doesn't seem very, like, typical mainstream audience, like, you know, sure. mm-hmm. popcorn commercial success type of, of route, but you never know. Yep. I mean, this is kind of fun enough to, I think, engage a variety of audiences and could be kind of like a surprise hit. If they promote it correctly and get the like, hey, the Fury Road guy did this, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's like it's stuff like this. What's, what's Fury Road? I only know Happy Feet. OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like to me, you know. Uh, the Northmen, everything, everywhere, all at once. You know, some of these new movies that are, you know, these nice original something yeah, else. Unique stories. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm all over that. So yeah, aren't, aren't we all one. in need of unique stories? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, speaking of not unique stories, actually, <laughs> that's that's not. I'll, I'll not do that. Speaking of unique stories, Chainsaw Man. Oh, there Chains you go. Man there you is go. coming to uh, yeah. Crunchyroll, and uh, it's the manga, obviously, or whatever. But this mm-hmm. is the the adaptation, and been meaning to read this for quite a while. I know Ashley's reading some of it. I technically opened the book, but I haven't, I haven't read more. So sure. the art of this looks good. It's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I believe, if I'm remembering it correctly now the same studio that is responsible for Jujutsu Kaisen. So I expect the quality to be there. Mm-hmm. I think that's trying to verify that. Yes, it is. So yeah, I'm excited. We got, I'm looking forward to this and I'm looking forward to the adaptation of Hell's Paradise that I'm reading right now. I think it's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. So. Absolutely looks yeah. fantastic. And it's a, a fun trailer. So have you been watching any more anime these days? Have you watching your uh, dancing one yet? 
Um, no, that's, that was kind of on pause for a little bit. Um, I'm hoping now that I, that I have time and I've got kind of like personal and work stuff behind me that, uh, that I'll get back into that. Yep. Um, yeah. some of the, some of the things that I watched recently were like, I had time with Chris. He's mm-hmm. been watching ghosts with me. Um, we, yep. like I said, we both really like that. And he was sort of like accidentally pulled into the Gilded Age uh, because, of okay. course, it's like historically based. And he was just like, oh, this is an interesting twist on the things I already know about, you know, U.S. Sure. history. So he kind of got pulled into that. So I felt like, yeah, like we'll we'll share this. So I haven't quite got to back to some of my own stuff yet. But yeah, I hear um, Laura Olympus is back from hiatus. Yes, it is. So Ashley's so good. They yeah, they left off on a good cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Well done. Just further proof that this uh this webtoon's like amazing, needs more exposure. Um yeah. I, I mean, like I know it already the... has decent, but like yeah, it, it needs more. I don't know if I particularly like the branding. Webtoon. I don't like the the app logo all that much. Like I just feel oh, like oh, oh seems... like webtoon itself, like the yeah. platform though. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just yeah, feel like that try. needs a, a refresh and a rebrand and some of that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Um, two more things. Um, also not original. Not original. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kenobi, May 27th. Mm-hmm. We have an, another trailer for that. I haven't watched this one either, I guess. It's like... I just don't care, so I just didn't. Sure, I'll, I'll put it on here while I'm while we're talking. But sure, it's also coming out in two days, going up against Stranger Things in a move I find absolutely fascinating. I can't wait to see. I'm sure there's going to be comparisons. Yeah, like somewhere, somehow, somebody's going to like look at streaming numbers, and I'm just I I'm like dying to see what happens with this. Yeah, I saw something. I was trying to find the like source of it so I could look at it better about um, subscriber numbers and stuff. It just didn't look like Disney was living up to expectations yet. Sure. Um, I mean, I know Netflix is in full like panic backslide mode, which is silly. They need to calm down. Yeah, I mean, um, let's see. Mm-hmm. It's something from Variety again. I'll have to find that later. But sure. anyways, yeah. Um, wait, 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 what is this? This is... This got to be fake. Uh... It's fake, right? Sorry. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm very distracted. It, it's it's fake. It's it's like okay. it popped up. It was like Daredevil 2022 first trailer, and I oh yeah, like, no, it's fake. I got I got baited into clicking on that too. Oh, God, it's fake. I'm sorry. Stupid stuff. Yeah, I hate that so much. I was like, is news breaking right now? We didn't see mm. this, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyways. nope. I was like two seconds away from adding it, and then I started watching. It was like. You son of a bitch. Yep. So anyways, yeah. uh, Kenobi, um, 
I, the thing I heard about it again is that one of the actors from it that's playing the Grand Inquisitor mm-hmm. just said that he didn't watch anything of his character from Star Wars Rebels. And I thought, well, again, Ouch. this is on a bad, a bad path because it's already in my mind bad enough to have the whole James Gunn situation where he tells John Cena, don't look at any of the comics because I don't want right. you to do that version. You're doing my right. version. Um, that's one thing, but this Star Wars Rebels is canonical. Like that right. is the same. You're playing that character, right? If I was the director, I'd be like, no, you're watching all of Star Wars Rebels because that's the character you need to portray now in real life. Right? They're the same character, just one's right. animated form, one's live action. So, um, I was like, well, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's no like interpretation here. There's right. no like you're doing my ex. Mm-hmm. So, did you yeah. did this trailer like impress you any more than the last one or anything? Not really. It was just it was like a little bit more um there's a little bit more. I I think the thing that everybody kind of freaks there are two things that everybody freaked out about um in a very classic nod to Star Wars movies. There was more Vader. Um okay. So you got to see more of Vader be in the show, which, you know, everybody loves. Um, And then you got to see the blue lightsaber, the classic blue lightsaber. Okay. Okay. So. All right. You know, it was just like nostalgia, I think, was really like the main draw here. Like, remember when? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, clever, clever on their part. Um, you know, kind of a last ditch of, you know, come watch our show. Remember when, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, for, for somebody who's, you know, more well-versed in the trailer world, more well-versed in the movie world, um, not necessarily looking for that nostalgia. It was fine. Sure. Did, do you think that, and I want to bring this into a whole nother thing, but do you think that, you know, when the prequel trilogy came out, Star Wars has always had its detractors. When the original trilogy was coming out, a lot of people are like, I don't like Return of the Jedi because Ewoks. You know, there's a lot of people like Ewoks or, you know, they're too silly. And and I agree, but I still like it, you know. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Just just as a sidebar to our sidebar, um, it's amazing how much that talk died down when Jar Jar Binks was like a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like suddenly the Ewoks weren't as annoying anymore, yeah. were they? <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, oh, okay. so people love the original Star Wars and then generally people are like, okay, Empire Strikes Back is even better. And then the third one came out and like, ah, okay, I don't know. They were kind of wrecking right. Star Wars. And then the prequels come out and like, okay, never mind. The original trilogy is amazing, True. you know. The prequel trilogies, uh, so many people boycott those. That's not Star Wars to me, all this stuff. Now, generally speaking, the fan base is like, hey, the prequels, that's not bad. You know, that's pretty good. This new stuff is trash. Yeah, so <laughs> the sequels. <laughs> yeah, so I know I'm not going to be this way, but do you think general community sentiment is going to change in the next 10 years and be like, you know, hey, all these are these nine movies, they're all pretty good. It's, I really wish we could be back in those days because what we have now is real Ooh. trash. Boy, that's a, that's a dark path. Um, 
you know, assuming that like Star Wars keeps getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I mean, we're kind of. Um, I mean, it's path. not. It's yeah. No, I mean, it's not un- unrealistic, and it's not unrealistic to you know to consider because yeah, we've had a lot of like Star Wars does keep getting crappier, um, but I think people might have some nostalgia, sure, but I think people are still discerning enough to tell when you know something really just isn't there. You know, I don't think that anybody with, you know, the rise of the Mandalorian thought, gee, I wish they didn't make this. And, you know, I, I, you know, maybe suddenly the movies aren't looking so bad anymore, you know? So I think people can still tell when like quality happens. Um, that, you know, not taking away from the fact that like Star Wars has struggled mightily to produce that quality. Um, Mm -hmm consistently especially but yeah no i i don't i don't think there's going to be a blanket like i wish we were back in those nine movies i think there's always going to be a recognition that the originals were just really something special the prequels were probably pretty harshly judged the sequels are just not there yeah, I mean, I, I just, I really feel, feel like that's just going to be kind of like a basic overall consensus. Like, there'll be there'll be differing outlier opinions, yeah. probably more singular opinions for sure. But I think generally, it's just going to fall along that line. I just don't want to see this to happen in Lord of the Rings. I feel like... Oh, God, no. I'm terrified that it's going to happen in Lord of the Rings. Because I feel like we already had this start of this, right? We already had Lord yeah. of the Rings trilogy, immaculate, perfect. And then we had the Hobbit and it's like, okay, Ew. I don't know. Yeah, you know, we, did we have to do that? But we could just stop now. Right. But we're not. Full I know, that's, that's like the huge gamble of like, is Rings of Power going to be the, the sequels of Star Wars or is it going to be like a Mandalorian? And be like, okay, like, you know, mm-hmm. we can still do some quality stuff. Right. Yep. I mean, I'm not, I'm I haven't seen enough of the Mandalorian to to definitively place it, but like I don't know that even if I see, you know, twelve more seasons of it, that I would ever probably put it above the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, you know what you I'm know, saying? Like, uh, yeah. and, and even if, even if, so to draw the parallel, even if Rings of Power is really excellent, I don't know that I'm still ever going to put it against the original trilogy and be like, now nah, Rings of Power is better. No, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't think people would expect that, honestly. Um, you know, people are just expect, hoping for something that's not, you know, dog turds. Um, <laughs> like, you know, Mandalorian, I think, honestly, would have been best as a couple movies. Sure, you know, sure. I think that how that would have benefited best. Sure. But, you know, it it's not like the best television where every episode is riveting. Right. It just was kind of like, well, these are all these are all good with a few episodes good. of standout that were like, if yeah. you're a Star Wars fan, oh, that's really cool. Right. So. Um, all right. Yeah. Kenobi in a couple days. Uh, last thing, last trailer, new mission impossible. So new Top Gun Maverick is coming out very soon. And like, they're kind of promoting now at the same time. Tom Cruise's next fair. 
Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. Mm-hmm. It's coming all the way next year yet, so mm-hmm. we do have a while. But as you'd said pre-show, pretty substantial trailer yet. Yeah, pretty or long least. trailer. Yeah, what was mm-hmm. it like almost three minutes? Two minutes and fifteen seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty. That's yeah. a lot for you know. You'd expect a teaser now. That yes. would be a, a minute at most, kind of thing. So this, um. This felt like four separate teasers, maybe in one. Sure. There, there was a lot, a long, lengthy period of nothing of substance. That is okay. not to say that this did not look cool. That that is not to say that this wasn't like true to Mission Impossible, like the way that it's shot, the way that the stunts are, the 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 kind of things that we've come to expect from the Mission Impossible franchise. Yep. Um it didn't it didn't, you know, seem hollow or fake or anything like that to me. It just felt like you probably could have broken this up into smaller clips and maybe sure. I would appreciate it more because I just felt like I saw um kind of the same sequence a few times, which was like bad guy speaking Good guy sure. team confused doing running going cool stunt <laughs> bad guy speaking reboot sequence you know sure. not that it was bad it just felt like maybe it could have been smaller trailers at this point okay okay yeah I'm I'm all with it and I'm cool really stunts. on cool stunts and yeah. mad props because I know Tom Cruise does them. Yeah, I just I'm happy the crew is back. They've managed to keep this crew pretty consistent or like you know, add a yeah. few characters in there. But throughout the films, I like the speech that they're setting up for the antagonist. Uh, I think that's like good kind of yeah, giving like us an idea what's happening in this film. And then I don't like that they show as much of like one of the big stunts as they do. Usually they always do that, like draw you in hey tom cruise is gonna risk his life again you know come in and see it but usually there's like two of them so if they show one and leave the other to be Mm -hmm. mystery i'm okay with that so that's what i mean like you could have broken this up so i didn't see all the cool right do you know what i mean like it just it felt like you could have broken this up into three maybe four trailers and like little snippets of like ah right Yep. Because then maybe by the time you're showing me the next one, I would have forgotten about like the really cool stunt in the first one. Right. And this would be like, oh my God, that's the <laughs> thing. So. What is it about the um, like official studios and stuff like that putting mm-hmm. out their trailers in only 1080p? You have, to go, you have to go to other, other sources to get the higher quality version. I know, I know. I just don't understand. I don't so. know. Some sort of devil's pact that they've made. Yeah, right. <laughs> we won't take all the views. We'll give them to you. <sighs> all right. Well, that's been our um, movie trailer extravaganza yes. breakdown. A lot of things so that are much. coming uh, to talk about. I still have movies on my my backlog that I need to get to. Same. And shows. 
I wanted to watch Tokyo Vice and Severance, Love, Death, and Robots yes. season three just, yes. just coming out. Or is just oh my out God, now. that surprised the heck out of me yep. when I saw that on Netflix. I was super excited. Uh, new Top Gun is coming. Crimes mm-hmm. of the Future is coming. And then I definitely want to watch Everything Everywhere All at Once here mm-hmm. shortly. So Same. Lots. Yes, lots, lots. so much. But you're going to be on vacation, so that's going to be exciting. Um, hopefully you have a good time. And um, Yes, everybody everywhere, please cross your fingers that uh, I survive my first plane ride <laughs> with a 14-month-old. Everybody everywhere, cross your fingers all at once. That yes, you, uh, you yes. Just, uh, <laughs> Thank you for picking up what I was laying down. <laughs> Uh, yes. All right. Well, that's, um, that's been Popcast on the rocks episode one Oh seven. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in. You should make sure to follow us on the social media things, leave a review on a podcast directory of your choice. Um, that would be appreciated. Thumbs up, subscribe, all that sort of thing. Killing the flower. They wrote our theme song. So make sure you check them out on Spotify and YouTube and Instagram. And, um, that'll do it from us. We'll see you all next week. Andrea, thanks once again for joining me. Of course. Cheers, everybody.